This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. How many of us wanted to be firefighters when we were kids? Daydreaming of the exhilaration of sliding down the pole and strapping on boots and coats and gear before taking off in the loud red fire truck. Well, you can wake up because it doesn't have to be just a daydream anymore. Skokie Citizens Fire Academy is all about teaching people about the good, the bad, and the challenging parts of fighting fires. And in a few moments, we'll hear from one of the new graduates. But first, we have with us Inspector Tim Taylor. He's a fire prevention and public education specialist at Skokie's Citizens Fire Academy. Welcome, Inspector Taylor. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, so talk to us about this program. What does it involve exactly? What are people actually learning? The folks that sign up for this program actually have an interest to see what it is like to be a firefighter. Um, it allows them to partake and participate with both learning experiences in the classroom and also practical experiences. Um, they are pulling fire hose, putting out fires, mm -hmm. throwing ladders, doing everything that a firefighter does. Wow. And so they get to do all of the things. Yes. Why does this program exist in the first place? Is, is it because of sort of what I just alluded to? A lot of people have these dreams of, of trying out your job. Exactly. And it brings public awareness to our job. Um, people see the ambulance and they see the fire trucks driving down the street and they're always, oh, they're just firemen. They're just paramedics. We're more than that. We do special rescues. We do hazardous material responses, different things that the fire department do, do that the average citizen isn't aware of. And mm -hmm. this brings that all into light for them. So they realize that it's just not going to respond to a fire or going to an ambulance call. We do have other specialties that we do. There's a lot more to the job, right? Correct. What are some of the, the physical requirements then for folks who want to join this program? Um, basically, it's from ages 18 to 95. We have <laughs> really? no, no age restriction. Okay. Um, there is no... I don't have to, to be in certain physical shape or nope, not anything at all. like that? No, we take uh, almost anyone. Um, we've had uh, some people that had some uh, physical disabilities that we've maneuvered the program around so they could experience actually what they needed to experience. Really? And and um, who do you find typically joins the program? Usually concerned citizens in the area that actually live by the firehouse and see the fire companies going on on a regular basis. And uh, I know that the police, uh, Skokie Police Department has a Citizen Police Academy also, and we've started the Citizen Fire Academy, and it's been great response for both programs. Well, one outlier of the program is Mort Felberg. Uh, at 87 years young, Mort is the oldest person to graduate from the Skokie Fire Department's Citizens Fire Academy, and he joins us here in studio now as well. Welcome to Reset, Mort. Thank you. You signed up for this program with your wife. I got to know, whose idea was this? It was a mutual idea. We had taken the course for the uh, police academy and uh, enjoyed it. And uh, we knew about the fire, ac fire academy, but uh, it just came up one day that uh, they were looking for more people to join mm -hmm. and uh, talked about it. And said, so you yeah. took the, the, the police academy course? Yes. And, and I want to be clear, you are 87, your wife is 81. Correct. When did you take the police academy course? Right before the COVID pandemic. Uh, I think they stopped it for a while. And uh, we found it to be very enlightening to learn about what the police do and how they do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, 
it was a great experience. So you took the first few classes of this, this fire academy. I, I'm, take me back to day one. How did it feel afterwards? Well, uh, the, the academy, uh, it started before the academy when uh, we didn't know what it consisted of. And uh, we found out uh, when someone called up and said, come in for a fitting. And uh, I wondered what that was about. <laughs> and, a fitting uh, of what? Yeah, exactly. And they fitted us for the uh, garb that the firemen wear. And then they said, uh, well, we have to put a mask on you. And can you hold your breath for 30 seconds? And I thought, well, it's getting a little more complicated, but <laughs> oh, we were right. both we were both able to hold our breath for thirty seconds, and uh, so it started there, and then yeah. it, it began. The first the first session uh, had to do with uh, CPR ah. and using uh, equipment uh, for uh, uh, people who are you know stricken with us, mm -hmm. that sort of thing, and that was interest very interesting, obviously, and we hadn't done that in a long, long time. I think my wife had done it many years before. Yeah, and, and CPR, as we know, is, is such a useful thing for us all to have. Right, Tim? Correct. Yeah. So the, they, they did get uh, all CPR certified, uh, all the members that took the class. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that we offered there. Also, when Mort said that he got, fit, he got called for a fitting, that was for his turnout gear. That is he cool. showed up so that we could make sure that he had proper fitting turnout gear for the evolutions that they were going to do. And then uh, by means of the fit testing, that was for his air pack because you have to be fit tested for your face piece for the air pack so mm -hmm. it seals properly and you don't bring any of the smoke and things in. I so see. That, that's a, it's a, a quick 10-minute uh, kind of a test. But it's pretty do, involved. But it is involved, pretty and it's involved. to make sure that protective equipment makes you safe while you're during the academy. Yeah. Uh, Mort, how did your wife do with all of this? Uh, the uh, fitting of the uh, equipment. And uh, the exercises, too. And uh, the exercises, uh, some of which she could do. Now, she cannot uh, handle a 30-pound uh, tank on her back. Yeah. Uh, but oh, many of the others she could do. And when she couldn't do them, the firemen of the fire station there were unbelievably helpful. I mean, they went out of their way so that she could experience some of the things that she wouldn't have been able to do by herself. That's wonderful. What would you say, Mort, was the most exciting part of the program for you? The most exciting part was the ending where... Uh, when it was all done. Well, no, when Tim set the fire and we got to pull the hoses and try to put out the fire and feel the smoke and the heat. That was the most exciting part. Wow, you got to describe that for us, Tim. What they did is that the final evening was a kind of a composite of everything that they had learned into one big evolution. So we had a live fire in our training tower going so that we took three or four students to the back of that burn area, and they actually watched the fire progress from when we lit till the fire company came in, the other group came in to put the fire out. So they saw how the fire reacted to the growing of the fire, the thermal layering, the smoke layers, and then the extinguishment of the fire and how it reacts after that. Mm. And then we had a group that stretched a hose line through the tower to put that fire out. And then we had another group that was on a different floor of our training tower doing searches for victims. That is so cool. And, and, and Mort has already sort of 
alluded to the fact that you do accommodate for for different abilities, different ages, Correct. right? Uh, tell us some of the some of the accommodations that you've had to make. Um, really, not much. Um, I was very very pleased to see that we had such great involvement by mm -hmm. all the participants. There were some participants that just knew what their limitations were and said, hey, I don't feel comfortable or I can't do this. And we assisted them to, if they couldn't lift or do a forcible entry, we helped them by means of holding, helping them hold the tool, things like that, and then allowed them to continue the process. Mm. And they felt that that was worthwhile because it allowed them to experience what was being done versus standing back and just watching others do it. It right. still allowed them to do some part of participation in the event. Yeah. And that mock fire training there, uh, Mort, I mean, was any part of that scary? I, I wonder if at first, if, if I was there, if, you know, seeing those flames would have made me a little bit, you know, weary. Uh, I wouldn't have called it scary. For, for me personally, the hardest part was that uh, much of the tower that we were in is very dark and my night vision isn't what it was when I was 21. Uh, okay. So uh, that, that I guess, would qualify as being perhaps scary. The fire was, it was, you know, it was clear that we were safe. There were firemen there. Right. Tim was right there. Uh, I didn't feel any, no, no time in the whole process did I ever feel endangered. Yeah. Because it was clear that if you couldn't do something, they'd, they'd either help you or... Uh, you didn't have to do it. Right. And this was strictly an exercise, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is Correct. just practice. Just practice. And, and, and uh, Tim, not everyone who's interested in this program, of course, will become a firefighter later in, in life. But what, what do you hope folks take away from the experience? Knowing that what the village services are that, they, that the fire department offers them and also just having them have the knowledge of what firefighters do on a daily basis. Um, the old, uh, so to say, folklore of the firefighters going back, playing cards, playing checkers, and things like that. That doesn't exist. I've heard in, that. That doesn't exist in today's environment in the fire service. We train every day. Um, we do special events. We do community outreach programs. We do special education programs. So not only do we have the Citizen Fire Academy, but in last October, we started a fire explorer program for kids that are age 14 through 21. Oh, nice. They may be interested in a, in a career in the fire service, and it's similar to the Citizen Fire Academy, but a little bit more intense. I see. So uh, would you say, Mort, that you, you've checked off a bucket list item? Yeah, in many respects, I think I did. And we were just impressed, both my wife and myself, were just impressed with all the things that firemen have to know. We never think about, you know. Just... Were you surprised by anything that you learned? that they do? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I knew that they were, you know, obviously very well trained in order to do their job. Uh, but there were things that uh, never came right to the front of your mind. Uh, it was very interesting. We, mm -hmm. we felt it was very much worth it, very much worthwhile. We have a, a great appreciation for firemen now. <laughs> I bet, absolutely. So talk to the folks listening to us right now, Mort. If, if someone's hearing about this program now and they're interested, at least we've piqued their interest, what, what would you say? How would you uh, recommend this to them? Oh, I'd recommend it. It's, it's knowledge that is just great to know. 
I mean, it's always wonderful to know how somebody can do their job. You're learning not to do the job, but how they learn to do it. It's great, great experience. Mort Feldberg is the oldest person to graduate from this program at the age of 87 years old. And Inspector Tim Taylor is a fire prevention and public education specialist at Skokie's Citizens Fire Academy. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you.